So, you really want to know why women do say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to She Said What. I am your host, Alan M. Newman, Jr. I hope everyone is doing amazing on this update. Well, for those who have listened, if it's your first time, um, this is a unique perspective where we have um, young ladies that come on here, and they give us their perspective on questions that men have all the time when it comes to women and relationships. Um, you can join us on the he said what network.com where you can listen to us um, and stream us online. Or if you have any questions, you can call in at 515-602-9647 and press the number one. Also, if you are an entrepreneur or business owner and you're interested in partnering with the network for your services or products, you can um, reach out to us at ads, that's A-D-S, at he said what network. Dot com, and we'll hook you up so our listeners can be able to support you as well. Now, without further ado, I have my special guest, a good friend of mine, actually, Tamara Hardy. How are you doing, Tamara? I am doing great. I am so excited to be here with everyone tonight, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. I'm excited as well. I'm super excited. Like I said, this is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for, mm, I want to say, five or six years, I want to say, probably longer. Um, So it's definitely going to be interesting to get her take for today's show. Um, Without further ado, today's show, we are talking about the ups and downs when it comes to rocky relationships. A lot of women do choose to stay, but now you're seeing a lot of women that are deciding to leave. Um, once again, everyone who's listening, if you want to um, call in with your questions, dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one. And Tamara, so we're going to go ahead and get this started. When it comes to you with uh, Rocky Relationships, um, do you feel like women are not staying when a relationship becomes why do you feel like women are not staying when a relationship becomes rocky? Because you know in relationships you say there's good and the bad, but why do you think it's becoming prevalent that women are leaving rocky relationships as soon as it looks like the wheels may be falling off or it gets a little shaky from your perspective? So um, the reason I feel like that is starting to become something that we see more and more frequently is because, like we women are coming into our own power and like starting to really realize who we are and what we contribute not only to relationships to men but to this country and society in general and like the days of enduring struggle love for the hopes of marriage those days are over like who's going to sit here and suffer with you uh for potential that may never come to fruition so we're off that. Okay, okay. So speaking of struggle, love, because you know our generation and some generations prior, 
kind of was raised off of seeing the struggle love. Um, do you think the reason why women aren't going for that anymore is just because you saw more of the negatives when it came to the struggle love? Because I do feel like when we talk about the struggle love, we we harp on the negative that we saw that came out of it more than the positive. So um, I know you asked me a question, but what were the positives of Grandpa having, you know, three families in the same town, you know, three miles apart? Mm -hmm. Like what were the Mm -hmm. positives of those, like, struggle relationships that we see um, Grandma and Grandpa been together for 49 years? Um, but Grandpa was a drunk, and, you know, he's sleeping around <laughs> on Grandma. Like, I, I don't know, you know, many positives other than just mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, she endured a toxic relationship for many years when she could have kind of, you know, went on about her business and been loved properly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a good question since uh, you asked me that question. I can definitely say I've never – I've never been associated with the struggle of. I, I never saw that. Um, so it's always been interesting for me when people mention the struggle of, unless as far as I can say struggle of, for me is seeing is if maybe parents were having issues getting funds together to make the house better. But even with that, I rarely, I rarely saw it. Um, I know I hear people say, some people talk about how they saw their parents struggled with providing food on the table, but they never allowed anything to come in between them. Um, now, that's for me. Now, you made a, you brought up a big point, though. There's a lot of people, when they mention struggle love, they are talking about grandma, grandpa, um, grandma dealing with grandpa who's sitting out here shooting his shots to everybody that's willing to accept it and raising multiple families, which um, can definitely become problematic. And then it becomes fantasized by everyone, oh, I want that love where, yeah, we're fighting, we're arguing, yada, 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 at the end of the day, he's coming back to me, which if it was up to me, I wouldn't be trying to deal with that at all, to be honest. Um, And I guess, Alan, not to cut you off, but I guess my thought, when when I think of the concept of struggle love, I think of it Mm -hmm. as not two people who may have some, you know, bumps in the road as far as maybe like a breakdown in communication occasionally or some financial struggles. To me, that's not struggle of. I mean, you know, employment comes and goes, you know, sometimes you lose your job, you know, those sorts of things happen. But when I think about struggle of, I think of something that was like toxic, right? Like, you know, infidelity or, you know, someone being, dishonest, you know, like those sorts of traits. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, when I say struggle of, that's what I think about. I don't, I, I don't refer to, you know, just a regular relationship that has, you know, the ebbs and flows. I don't think of that as a, you know, a struggle of. But now if okay. he will never work, then, yeah, that's that's toxic. He got to go. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. So, um can struggles now that you said that can struggles in a relationship strengthen the bond with your partner and when we're talking about struggles not so much like the negative like with the cheating and everything just like the everyday ebbs and flows that relationships deal with do you think struggles in relationships can strengthen the bond with your partner absolutely and if absolutely. so how, how, how? 
Mm-hmm. I I would say it could strengthen the relationship um, for many reasons, but I think um, the fact that two people can overcome some sort of adversity, whatever that struggle is, if one is, you know, may have, I'll just use the example, if someone have, have lost their job, one partner in the relationship is not employed at the time, and you guys are able to kind of work through that together, and you realize, like, wow, you know, this is, like, you know, I might have something here. Like, this is pretty special that we were able to kind of endure this patch. Um, and you learn so much about a person when things are not in that honeymoon phase, you know. You learn how they deal with adversity. You learn how they are when they may not have the most money, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like absolutely, you know, it could strengthen the relationship and the bond, um, but it could also, you know, have the opposite effect if you begin okay. to see those traits that have been hidden during the, you know, those good days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then, um, do you think women are even sticking through the honeymoon phase? Because I know from my personal life, seeing friends and family, I've seen friends get connected, and they barely made it through the honeymoon phase, and it falls apart. So do you think women are even sticking through the honeymoon phase, or is it as soon as they see the first red flag, or the first red flag perceived to them, um, they're jumping ship. I think that there is a there is a push now, and uh, like more of an influence for women to leave right away. Um, you know, we see lots of those posts and threads from Twitter um, and from other social media sites saying just leave the first time. But overall, in general, I don't believe that women, by nature, I believe we are loyal and nurturing um and so i don't i don't believe that you know like the first time we're just like all right we're out of here um i do feel Mm -hmm. like you know it may be perceived that way by a man but you know Mm -hmm. a woman probably has had oh that's a red flag that's a red flag and you know there may be multiple things if but it may be perceived that she's just leaving after the first one um but no overall i don't believe women um are just dipping out as the first sign of a toxic trait, although that seems to be the trend right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so speaking of talking about toxic traits, I feel like when it comes to ups and downs in the relationship, I do know we look at ups and downs depending on our situation. So some people, like you said, you're talking about toxic traits. Some people can look at something toxic as small as, and this is probably just petty, oh, he he doesn't give me the flowers that I want on a regular basis like somebody else. And someone to look at that as a deal breaker. And someone else to look at like that's not a big deal. So do you think when it comes, when we look at ups and downs in a relationship, do you think some of the downs that we have aren't necessarily downs, if, if I'm making sense? Because sometimes we – some of us, we can look at the smallest thing, and because it's an inconvenience or makes us feel some type of way, we think it's the end of the world when, in fact, it's not. Yeah, yeah. So what I will say to that, and this is how I live my life, and I encourage everyone who, you know, who I have the opportunity to speak to, I tell everyone this the same thing, is that this is your life, Right. And so you make the decision 
for your life what you're willing to deal with, right? And so, like, just an example, for me, there are things that I'm not going to deal with. I'm not splitting bills with nobody. You know, that's mm-hmm. just a Tamara thing, right? Like, I'm not going half on no mortgage. I'm not going half. No, I'm not doing that. And so, obviously, you know, there are many people, many men who don't agree with that perspective. And guess what? They're not the man for me. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, if that mm-hmm. for me is a deal breaker, then that for me is a deal breaker, right? And mm-hmm. so, we shouldn't be like, well, that's not really a big deal because we don't know how that person got to that place for that being a deal breaker to them, right? So, like, it could have, it could be wrapped up in trauma. I, you know, you know I'm a social worker, Alan, and so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really big on this sort of stuff. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of reasons why a man or a woman could come to the decision that this trait or this action is a deal breaker for them, and you just have to respect the fact that that's how they feel, you know, mm-hmm. and move on, you know, whether it's a big deal to you or not, like, if something like that is a deal breaker to them and you can't respect that, um, you know, that that's that's your issue. But I feel we should respect whatever boundaries people have for themselves. And if it don't jive with your spirit or with you, then you just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I, I I get that. I can respect that. That that makes a lot of sense. At, at the end of the day, it is, it is a preference. So I, I can get that. Um, so when you finally tie the knot, um, now, for those who are, who are listening, uh, Tamara has definitely made it known that she is open to a sugar daddy or sugar mama. <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> but with no sugar. sugar. So, fellas, if you're interested, you're not getting no sugar. Um, no. But so mm-hmm. then, uh, Tamara, with your with your stance on that, though. So once you get married. <clears throat> Because you you've made it ab- loud and clear with the splitting of the bills. So once you get married, there's no um, you will let him do a hundred percent of being the provider. Allow you to be the wife. Allow you to be the helpmate at home, and he's going to do a hundred percent of what we deem as the manly stuff, head of ha- household stuff. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay. Okay. That that's not a popular opinion, right? But if you think about it, okay, I'm about to get on my soapbox, but I'm I'm not going to stay on it long. But when we really think about it, right, and this isn't even from a spiritual place, right? I mean, you know that mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, but this is this is from a more so just like a practical everyday thing, right? So let's say even if I am working, so me and my and my partner, we're both working, we're both making money, and let's just say I make more money than than he does, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, okay, we'll split this, we'll split that. But actually, he comes out better at the end than I do, right? Because guess what? He's going to want dinner. I'm going to have to keep the house up, you know, which I will gladly do because he's going to get in my way anyway, like if he's trying to help. So <laughs> I'm totally good to do that stuff. And guess what? Kids want their mama, okay? So, if, so you know, I'm going to be doing the bulk of the you know, duties as a mom, which I'm totally okay with that as well. So I'm doing all that. Then I have to bust it wide open for him after working all day. And on top of that, if I want to go out with my friends, I have to, you know, be like, hey, baby, you know, I'm going to go out with Ashley and we're going to go here and do that. Like, if I'm splitting bills with somebody, I'll get a roommate because I don't have to tell them 
when I'm coming or going. You know, I don't have to take care of them. So if I'm splitting bills, I'll get a roommate, and I and I don't have no roommate. So that's just my stance. I feel like the woman loses at the end if she's trying to split bills with a man because she's going to do more anyway. So that's my only opinion. Okay. That's me. I, I hear you out, friend. So I'm going to play devil's advocate because I can definitely um, – do that. Um, how, how? Okay, then. How would you handle any type of power struggle? So let's say you make more than him. Um, let me see how I'm trying to formulate this in my head. If you make more than him, would you ever look at him as the head of the household? Yeah, because he's going to be the provider, regardless of how much money okay. I make. Yeah, he's okay. the provider okay. now. Am I going to – the thing, the question that I often get is, like, so you're telling me you're just going to keep all your money for yourself? No, we're a team. You know, we got investments. We got businesses. You know, we got a lot of stuff we're doing. But as far as taking care of the house that we live in, that your family is in, you're going to do that. And if you can't afford to do that, then you can't afford to date me. So you call me what you want, but you won't call my phone because you won't have my number. And that's my opinion. That's just my stance. No, I I got you, Tamara. I got you, Tamara. For those who are listening, once again, you're listening to She Said What. I have my special guest and good friend, Tamara Hardy. Um, We are talking about the ups and downs in a rocky relationship. If you want to call in, you can at 515-602-9647. Press the number one. If you're listening, streaming on live at He Said What Network, you can type in your questions or your comment, and we will uh, say those over the air as well. So right now we're kind of sitting on a part um, where my friend has definitely made it known that, oh, and I'm sorry, please make sure you press 1 to ask a question. So when you dial in 515-602-9647, press the number 1. So please make sure you press the number 1 so that you can ask your question. Um, now, now with that being said, Tamara, so, cause I know you said the, the biggest thing, which is a valid argument is the fact that if, if we are, if I'm working, he's working, I'm provide, I'm cooking for the kids, I'm taking care of the kids. I have to bust it open and all of that. Okay. I hear what you're saying on that, but also I do realize that the dynamics are changing where men are now being more open to helping with around the house. And like you said, you are a team. So I feel like when you're a team, there's never necessarily you splitting the bills because you're both working together. Um, and I know that's a matter of opinion for everybody. But do, do you see that, that dynamic ever working into what you would want? Because I know you've made yourself loud and clear on how you feel about it. But if a gentleman presented the dynamic that way, would that change how you look at it, or would it still be like, no, it's an emphatic, this is how, this is what I'm expecting, which is rightfully so, and this is how I want it to be handled? Um, I'm going to stick to to what my, to what my um, boundary and expectation is around that, because, mm-hmm. and that's another thing, you know, women, we are constantly asked to, like, compromise this and compromise that, okay, he got four kids, five baby mamas, you know, he comes with this, he comes with that, and it's like, wait a minute, hold on, like, we always compromise, and there's just some things that I'm just not compromising, I'm, you know, like, yeah, we're a team, and we're going to be a team regardless, but don't come asking me for $700 on the mortgage, 
Right. If you can't afford to provide, then you don't need to be pursuing marriage. You need to be pursuing uh, alternative forms of income, additional forms okay. of income. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if you if if and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So basically, if he's pursuing you, if you know at the moment your financial status is not going to be able to provide 110%. Either you need to get a better paying job or multiple paying jobs that will be able to meet that standard. Yeah, because I feel like men want to provide, right? Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. that's their nature to do. And so shame on me for even making any effort or attempt in my previous relationships to step into that role. No. And it's another thing is that for me, and I'm not going to say all women, but for me, mm-hmm. it's just like the part of me that loses a little bit of respect, you know, mm-hmm. for like, wait a minute, like you, you're not able to take care of this, but you want to date me? You want to pursue marriage with me? Like, no. Mm-mm. Okay, I feel you, I feel you. So um, okay, let's let's say this is working out, and let's say he gets he gets injured or he loses his job, and you guys are married. Like he gets injured, he loses his job, which that is definitely something you can see as a possibility, as we've seen what happened with the pandemic that we've been dealing with for the um, past year. How how would you how would that play in the part? Would it be okay? I see you lost your job, but I see you looking for the next job. Or would it be like one of those, how soon will you be able to get another viable job that can help support us? Oh, no, or would that be like, the I'm time where you would step in and you'd be like, I got you until you get to, you get yeah. back on your feet? Yeah, I got us, right? We're a team, mm-hmm. so I got us. You know, like, yeah, we're, we're going to be fine. You know, that's what I mean by, like, you know, those rocky road relationships, like when something like that happens, obviously I'm not going to sit there and allow us to struggle. I mean, that to me is evil. I mean, I wouldn't do that, you know, but the expectation going in is that if you want to date me, you need to be, not date me, but if you want to marry me, you know, you need to be prepared to be the provider. And just as I was speaking about earlier, you know, you were saying, um, you were talking about, like, deal breakers for people. And for me mm-hmm. personally, it's like the relationships of my past have brought me to the position that I'm in now with my boundary mm-hmm. that I'm not splitting deals mm-hmm. with anyone, you know. And mm-hmm. so that's just what it is. And, and, and you know what? I can totally understand that because, like you said, a lot of things can correlate on where people stand with stuff, previous relationships previous stuff like, like that. So I can definitely um, understand. I, I definitely understand because um, it, it, makes, it, it makes a lot of sense. So with that, with him losing his job, the respect to still be there. So he doesn't have to worry about, oh, my God, her respect for me is going to drop because of what happened. The respect's not going to change, basically. Um, no. no. Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. And we actually have a caller. Um, who has a question. So let's okay. see here. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with tonight? <laughs> hey, how you doing? This is Jerry. 
Hey, Jerry, how's it going, man? It's all right. Did she just say, oh, God? <laughs> I, I didn't hear I, I, what? I swear I heard that. I swear I heard it. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for calling in. I may have said, oh, God, out of nervousness, okay? So and, then, and, then, and, then I, and then I get the customer service voice. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, listen, I like your guys' show. And, you know, I I, I did want to ask a question because I heard you say, you know, um, that you're not down with the the 50-50 split, right? Right, yes. Okay. So you – how I feel is that, like, listening to that, that is something that is from the traditional sense which makes perfect sense, but I, I don't think that that kind of works in this world that we're living in right now. Um, what? And what I, what I mean by that is you have more women, more single women that are – I don't know, how, how old are you? I'm 34. Asking. I'm 34. Okay, My birthday cool. was last month. Yes. All right, cool. Happy birthday, belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? But what I what I what I see is that women have decided to succumb to the actual uh kind of like a compromise, I want to say. Like no longer are those days where a lot of women, a lot of women that are already successful and you see this a lot in Georgia too. Um, you know, um, they, they can do for themselves. So they still don't need a man for that traditional role as being the provider. You know what I mean? Yes. And you are one of the, you are one of the, 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 uh, the last of the, last of the champions, I guess, you know, um, that, that want that. And to be 34 and, uh, and, still want to continue that tradition, that's great. Uh, I commend that, you know. But there's still a lot of brothers out there that ain't about that life. <laughs> you know, I, they, yeah, they, trying to, they, they they trying to keep for themselves and, and everything. So um, I think that's why a lot of, especially sisters, you know, they want to uh, they want to show that they can be independent and they don't need a man to, to justify what and how they can do it and when they can do it. Yes. Yeah, so, Jerry, I love everything you've just said. And um, can, can I respond to what you said now? Or yeah, no, I'm, not, to... I'm not just trying – I was just curious, and I wanted to – I mean, I just wanted to set, you know, yeah. some, some extra, some extra third-party language going on. Absolutely. I'm so happy you called in. So what, what I will say to that is um, – did you say something, Alan? No, I was thinking, Jerry. You can go ahead. You're good. You're good. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, thank, thank you for thinking. him. So what I can say to that is you are absolutely correct in, in much of what you said. Um, I am 34, and I am very successful. Um, there's nothing that I want that I don't do. Um, you know, I'm not on here to, like, brag about myself, but – you know, I am very successful. I live a very comfortable life, and I've been very blessed to be able to do things I enjoy and take care of myself and travel and do all of the things. So, um, yes, I am a successful woman. I do not need a man 
to take care of me. Um, I've been doing that very well since I was about 18 years old. Um, but I feel like there that is just the nature of a man. And because there have been men, I'm not going to say all, but because men have been out of place, women have been put in a position to take care of themselves and be sole providers for themselves and children if, you know, if that's applicable to their situation. And so I think women who have now taken on that stance have taken it on because of a belief that a man won't be that, a man won't be the sole provider, um, or because of maybe experiences that they've had before where men have um, exerted power and control over them um, and changed the dynamic of the relationship. But I, I don't think uh, it's, it's – I am of the opinion that women who now have that belief, they have that because of, you know, other circumstances and situations that have happened, um, or they don't really feel like men will do it because it's so ironic, and I'm not going to make this about race, but when I go out, and I step out, there is this dynamic between black men and black women that I see. And the dynamic is that black men feel like someone's trying to get over on them over a dollar or two, you know. And then, like, if you buy me an $8 drink, then I'm entitled to, like, have additional conversation with you <laughs> the remainder of the evening, you uh, know. At least like, grab the booty. Oh. At least grab the booty, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, yeah, at exactly. Least, you know, you let, know? Me, let me see something. Turn around real quick. Turn around, shawty. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're so concerned that someone's trying to get over on them over, like, $8. And I'm like, dude, Right. okay. I pay $30 right. of valet just to walk in here, you know. And so that mindset is harmful to men, like black men, and they don't understand. So then I step out, and there is a white man, and, I mean, he he has no problem. He sends drinks to the table. He buys dinner. He does everything. And guess what? Chivalry. Chivalry. Say, You're beautiful. And he leaves, right? They're not worried about someone coming and taking from them and, and leaving them with nothing, and that is just, I, it grinds my gears. But I say all that to say <laughs> that I agree with you. I agree with you, Jerry. However, um, women didn't get there just because they just decided one day that they're going to be this independent woman. No, I'm no, no. We, and, and I blame it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I blame that on, Social media and rap music. <laughs> you know, I, I have these conversations all the time. You know, I have these conversations all the time, and and we just don't get a even. And I'm I'm coming from a place, and I'm gonna give you a little background about me. So I was married for 15 years, um, and I was that guy. I came from I'm I'm born and raised from Virginia, and um, I was that guy who thought that was the American dream. As a black man, I needed to have a woman. I was raised by seven women and yada, 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 right? So I'm a little sensitive, but I'm still that alpha that'll kick you in your butt. Um, but, you know, I learned that and I felt like I had to be the provider, you know what I mean? But that in its own takes a toll when the other person isn't doing what they're supposed to do also. But then when you get out of that, and I kind of felt less of a man, you know, because when I get women that saying, oh, we can split this or whatever, like every time I go on a date, like maybe a second or third date, 
somebody wants to pay for it. You know, the woman wants to pay for it. And I'm like cringing in my soul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we go on the second day, third day, I don't, first day. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm like, okay, maybe that one time you want to go out. And I'm like, look, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't got it right now. Okay. That'll be the only time. But if I, if I got it in my pocket, I'm going to do it. Like when I was married, my wife never spent her check when she got a job until I ran out of my money. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of guy I was. But that ended up hurting me in the long run because I had to go and pay for that divorce. So, <laughs> but I'm not saying that she was she was she was uh, evil or you know vindictive or anything like that. But it was just the way the tide the tide rode, and I still accrued all of that baggage and everything for me because I let her go scot free. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like that's what I needed. Now we're in a we're in a position where everybody's talking about fifty fifty, or the woman wants to. Uh, I'm not going to say show out, but show that she can bring something to the table. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Jerry, you know, I, I agree with you. I think any man that I meet, right, he's gonna he, you know, if you know whatever we need, like he's gonna see me and and know exactly what I bring to the table, right? Like. I, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right for myself. You know what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. think I have it's to. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, boo. You good. You, you successful. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I like, I, I like ahead, that Alan, dialogue between you two. Not, not mean to cut you off, Jerry. I definitely appreciate um, you coming online. I do have another caller, though, that I want to get who's been oh. waiting for a few minutes. Uh, but I, I forgot this is your show, Alex. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I definitely appreciate it. Definitely um, appreciate the dialogue between you and Tamara because there's a lot to unpack here. So I'm really enjoying this. Um, I definitely appreciate the support um, for you coming on with the show for us as well. But I definitely want to get to our other caller. I don't want to leave him out in the cold for us. All right. Thank you all for y'all time. Okay. Not a problem, Bye, Jerry. Jerry. Thanks a lot. All right. Take it easy. All right, thanks for calling into She Said What. Who is our next caller that we have on the line? Oh, it's RG. You could have left me on the line for a little longer. I work for ah, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, man? It is going well, sir. And how are you, ma'am? Oh, I'm fantastic. What's your name? I'm sorry I didn't catch it. My name is Royal, a.k.a. RG. I, I work on the um, Monday show, the sports show. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, okay. Hello. Okay. Um, I do have a I have a comment and a question. Uh, one thing I will say, um, unfortunately, the dynamic of black men and black women being separate goes way back past all of our birth because it's something that's unfortunately been trained to us and trained into us from a long, long time ago, and that's been a battle ever since I'm a kid because I'm probably a little bit older than you. So, unfortunately. Even in 2021, we still fight the same battles eternally as a people. So that's, you know, so I don't see it getting better, but I don't see it getting worse either. Because now we're at a shortage of actual men. So now our protection women kind of have to be the providers. Because there's just not enough dudes to actually protect the women. That's the scary mm-hmm. part. So, mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah, ma'am, please hang out at Better Clubs. Because somebody, like, sweating you over $8 drink, you in the wrong spot. Just so you know. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm like, yo, where is he hanging out at? I'm like, you need security. 
no, no, no. That, that was an analogy. I actually don't really go to clubs, but I'm like, you know, I but, don't. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah, I prefer. no, 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 no. And and I buy my own drinks if I were to go out. I'm just saying. You said eight dollar drinks, and someone want to talk to you the whole night. I'm like, yo, that's water. Where most places I eat at, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, I like. I drink a lot, so long story. That's another story. I do ask, I do have one question for you, ma'am, um, because I do congratulate you on your success. It's great. So, but when you're meeting a person of your caliber, meaning another man, um, money's not a thing for him because he already has money. Um, just in theory, because I don't want you to, I'm not trying to, you know, date you or anything. What, what else do you offer outside of money and success to a person that's on the same level as you? Because once you guys oh. are both making bank, it equals everything else. Absolutely. You are absolutely correct. And I feel like um, that's a great question. I'm so glad you asked me that. I feel like I'm, like, on an interview, but um, I, I love it. So, I'm an interviewer. That's um, what I do. Outside, oh, okay, perfect. I, I'm here for it. So um, outside of money, I mean, money is such a small thing, right, because it can change in an instant, right? Like, I can mm-hmm. have every I've ever thought I've ever wanted, and then it'd be gone in the blink of an eye for whatever the reason is, right? So I don't really Correct. place a lot of value on that, um, but I feel like just who I am, my character, um, I'm I'm loyal, I'm trustworthy, I'm a great listener, um, I'm a hustler, I'm a go-getter, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I mean, the, I can just stay on this line all night and talk about all the great things that make me who I am, and I could probably have people call in to vouch for that. Um, so it definitely goes the, it definitely goes well beyond money for me. Um, I think people who are privileged enough to have access to me um, could probably tell you a lot more than what I'm able to kind of say about the type of person mm-hmm. that I am. Um, but yeah, I feel like overall I'm like the total package. Just to be frank about it, um, and I'm just not willing to settle or compromise or anything less than what I have decided and purposed in my heart that I want because I've settled before and it just never worked out. Um, and I just believe that God wanted me to have everything I deserve. And so, you know, I'm kind, I'm compassionate, I'm caring, you know, I'm genuine. You know, like all of the things that you read yeah. about an amazing person, you're like, that's me. <laughs> and I'm and very successful. humble. No, I'm joking. I kid, I kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I do. But, no, I do agree with you, though. And the only thing I wanted you to touch on what you did was a lot of people get it wrong where they think, oh, I got all the money in the world. I got the bins. I got the crib. I'm taking trips. But they're horrible human beings, and they have nothing to offer people's heart, mind, and spirit. And if you can have all the bread in the world because I've had it all and lost it all, sometimes in the Mm -hmm. same week. But if you don't have a good spirit and a good heart, it's a wrap. I don't care who you dating, J-Lo, Fat Albert College, kids don't matter. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you touched on that because a lot of people, I was watching that Kevin guy that talks all crazy to the women. And oh, yeah. he was right, but he has so much more wrong than he has right because he actually just uses material wealth to, like, judge the character of people. And that's the one mm-hmm. thing you can't quantify with money. So. Yeah. So and me. thank you for that point out. Thank you so much because you're right. You know, I did speak a lot about, you know, that financial aspect only because we were talking about providing, um, but you're absolutely right, and I really, really appreciate the fact that you allowed me the opportunity to talk about how great I am in the most humble way possible. 
<laughs> no doubt. That's what I'm talking about. Talk yourself, girl. I ain't mad at you. Let me get off this phone. <laughs> Thanks a lot, RG. I appreciate it a lot. Um, Anytime, fam. Peace. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That was awesome. That was an awesome take uh, from both the gentlemen, from Jerry and RJ, about it. So, so then, Tamara, um, how do you know when you're ready to be in a relationship, especially if you have excess baggage that you may be dealing with? Is is it a certain way you know when you're ready, or is it just like your your lack of a better word? Are you just doing you until that opportunity comes, or how 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 are you approaching that? How do I know when I'm ready for a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because you know some people they're uh, like you know some people they're like you know what I just knew, and then other people is like you know what I was just doing it, and bam, it it hit me in my face, and I I knew then that that was the time. Yeah, so I feel like for me, I'm right now I'm living my life, I'm enjoying my life, um, and whenever that time is right, or whenever you know that person comes along, I feel like it will be organic and it will happen exactly the way it's supposed to. But I'm not sitting like a duck waiting on mm-hmm. whoever I'm destined to be with to come and get me, right? Like I'm living mm-hmm. and I'm enjoying my life and I'm working on those traits inside of myself that may be toxic, right? Or those things mm-hmm. within me that need to kind of um, tweaked and primed and all those things. Um, so that's kind of my process. That's what I'm focused on. I'm just focused on like being the best version of me and then when whoever comes along, then, you know, I think it would, you know, things could just kind of fall in place exactly the way they're supposed to. Okay, okay. So with with that being said, let's say if you are wounded, is it possible for you to um, be the issue instead of the man being the issue for not meeting the the boundaries we put? So you know how we can say we have these boundaries. But what if we're we're the issue because we have unresolved wounds that have not been healed? Yeah, and you know I hear that so often. And for me, my experience, I was in a a very toxic relationship for about five years, a very long period of time. And after that, there was no way I could have went and hopped into another relationship, right? So I had to mm-hmm. spend time working on myself, you know. I had a therapist, and I still actually do have that therapist, um, and she helped me to see what in me allowed me to accept that sort of behavior, right? Like, why did you feel like this, this, these actions or these behaviors were okay? And, um, you know, I really spent very intentional year, um, like a year and a half, really, like, working through that, that part of my life. Um, and so I feel like those are, and that's why you date so that you can find that information out. Tell me about your last relationship, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, so you can get to the bottom of that. Um, and if a person, you know, I just, I just, I'm such a strong advocate for therapy. I don't think it hurts anybody because the therapist doesn't do the work. You have to do the work. Um, so I just feel like, you know, if there are some unresolved issues from a past relationship or childhood or things like that, go to therapy and work those things out and date yourself until whoever you're destined to be with comes along. Okay, okay. I, I can rock with that. I can rock with that tape. I can rock with that tape because some, sometimes 
you do need to date yourself um, while waiting for that opportunity to present itself. So I, I can rock with that, Tamara. So then for you, what does a healthy relationship look like for you? So basically, like, but your ideal relationship, what would that look like for Tamara? Yeah, so I feel like a really important thing for me would be communication. Like, and I mean, like, sometimes people feel like they're communicating, but they're not really saying a whole lot, or they're communicating in a way that makes no sense to anyone but themselves. So if you're able to communicate in a way that your partner can fully understand what you need from them um, and what's important to you. So for me, I think communication is really the key. Um, And then a lot of that other stuff kind of just falls in line, right? Like, it's important for me that you're able to communicate, but overall that is that you're just a good human, right? You're just a good, solid human being. And and if you have that foundation of good character, we don't have to talk about other stuff like, oh, that you don't cheat or that you don't lie, right? Because mm-hmm. that if you are a man of integrity and good character, we don't even have to go to those other places. You know, so for mm-hmm. me, I feel like, you know, just a person – that lives an honest life, you know, a person with good character and integrity, um, a person who's able to communicate. And, you know, I don't know. I haven't really thought about this question a lot. I'm just answering this off the top of my head. But, I mean, I feel like I feel like I feel like I can – that's a good starting space, you know. I don't mm-hmm. have all the answers to that. Okay. No, no. I, I, I like your take on that. Um, for our listeners that are streaming live on he said what network.com, of course, you can uh, type in your question or comments, and we'll go over the air and um, repeat those to Tamarin for those who are listening. Also, if you want to call in like our past two gentlemen did, you can call uh, us at 515-602-9647 and press the number one if you have a question so that we can bring you on the line. So, that that was amazing dialogue um, at that part, especially with Jerry and with RJ. So speaking since you can, grasping up from our conversation, you definitely have had experience with dealing with the toxicness in R, RJ. I'm sorry. I keep saying RG. I keep saying RJ. I apologize. Don't shoot me, friend. RG, thank you for um, your dialogue with this as well. Um, speaking on the part where you were talking about dealing with toxic relationships and what you dealt with in the past, um, when it comes to those relationships, um, when, when, because we always talk about being able to recognize the red flags and act accordingly. Um, for you, when do you think it's time to call it quits in a rocky relationship before it actually becomes toxic? So, when do you know the cut, like, you're like, you know what, I, this is the right time to cut it before it gets toxic? Is there a so way you know me, or as human nature, especially for our, our ladies out there, do you feel like you guys get stuck in, you end up getting stuck all the way till it turns toxic? Or do you know before it turns toxic when you should be cutting it off and calling it quits? I think we know. Um, I think we know. But, you know, um we have emotions and feelings and all that stuff kind of involved in it. For me, the walk away point for me is when I no longer have peace because peace okay. is so important to me. 
Um, and at the point that I don't feel like I have peace in, in, in what it is that we have, then I have to leave because it's costing me way too much. Okay, okay. And and with that, do you believe culture is playing a heavy role? Because when I say, I mean, you see the foolishness that goes on with social media and stuff like that where you see people on the outside, they're getting the cars, they're getting the, the purse or whatever, and they're taking the cute little pictures, and then next thing you know, they've been in a whole toxic mess for like the past year, two years, three years. Do you think the culture is playing a part in that where it's causing people to settle and accept the toxic nature that is being infiltrated into their relationships? A hundred percent, absolutely. And social media is just the highlight, right? And so the more we really recognize that, people don't post their their bad days or, you know, the. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't. You know, they post the good things about their life to kind of put on display. You don't want to display your worst day of your life on social media for everyone to see and share and call their friends and talk about. So I do feel like social media has presented this false narrative and many women, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it myself, have bought into that narrative like relationship goals. Like I, I, I believe, or I said, Sierra and Russell Wilson, like, oh, relationship goals. What was your prayer, right? Like, we've seen people mm-hmm. post that, say that, but no one knows that what it's like. <sighs> yeah, like, no one knows the ins and outs of their relationships. All we see is the highlights. All we see is the good stuff, right? You know, him playing with her son, or, you know, little future, and, you know, doing all of those things. And so um, I'm really careful about that. Um, and and, you know, my next relationship will not be on social media at all. Not at all. I, 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 can, I, can, I can understand that. I do feel like sometimes we over-glorify having the entire world seen because, let's be honest, as much as the world likes to see a good story, the world definitely loves to see the bad side when it happens. And when it happens, they're there with their popcorn ready to eat up. Oh, and actually, we have another caller on the line. Good evening, caller. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with? Hi, this is Ree. Hey, Ree. How are you doing today? Hey, Ellen. I'm doing fine. Good, good. Hi. I just have a um, a comment. Comment. I like the um, the topic. And I, from what's being said, it seems it's like society has played so much into how we think about relationships, and um, especially when um, it comes to the male, the female making the most money, and you know, uh, and and like when people uh, bring baggage. They carry baggage with the relationships from the old relationships to whereas when you when you're a strong woman after when you you know build yourself back up and you get stronger and you realize what has been done and this and that and the other sometimes you're too strong for yourself you don't you you won't go in I'm not saying you go into a relationship no one needs to lose their self at all in any relationship. But sometime after that happens, I see that a lot of women they be so they be like over strong. 
So when you do have that man, you know, you know, you're supposed to be in a struggle together. So when that man does come along and he has nothing to do because you doing it all or or having your head that, okay, I'm not going back to that, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that, but you never leave a little crack just to analyze that new person because you have this luggage. I have two sons and three daughters. My sons, they were grown to be, they're not going to be no female cash cow, okay? They're going to, a man's going to step up because they are the provider. You, you're not, you're not, you don't have to tell a man what to do. But if they're struggling and you can help and you're in a relationship and you say you're a partner, then the partner going to step up. If that man gets a chance to get back on his feet, that partner will see that's the man of mine because he's going to step up automatically. Automatically he's going to step up if he's that dude. So a lot of men come where they can't be strong or whatever, and maybe they do have a little problem here and there, but sometimes we can be, as women, we can be overly strong, and then that gets depressed by them. And it's like, okay, well, I'm here. What the hell do I need to do? And she want to do it all. She want to be the boss of all, and she want to do this and this and that and the other. So how do they you know, it's like, how do they even try to even get over that barrier when it's already there before they get there? And my daughters, I tell them, you get in a relationship, what do you have to bring to the table besides sex? What are you looking for? Y'all have to, it's like, it's a balance. If a balance is kept, the relationship will be kept. If one is looking for more from the other, it's not going to work. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. That's just Thanks. my opinion. No, yeah. Maria, you know your opinion is always welcome on here. I definitely, I definitely appreciate you coming on to drop to drop your opinion for us um, in regards to this topic. Because I, I, honestly, this topic it is a lot to unpack, like a lot to unpack um, with it. But yeah. I yeah. definitely appreciate it um, with you joining and us. I, 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 and I like what. Um, I like what RG, you know, has said too, you know, so it's like, it's a, that you, like you said, it's a lot to unpack with that because if you're too strong of a woman, if you, you, you force that dude to not even be bothered. He could, he could be that package, but sometimes we have to help. We always are helpers, but I'm saying in a relationship, no one, either or, male or female, should be in a situation where they feel like they're losing their self if they're trying to help their partner. Yeah, because sometimes we're too much of a help aid. You know, you got a lazy bum, you see it, you've seen it coming before he even got there, why you picked him up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then if it's top, if you, you, we, we, and male and female, we always see a little bit of something that, uh, that, may not work for me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we may go along with it. But when it comes to a point where you're losing yourself, then it's time to go. Toxic enough, and sometimes on both sides, we lose out on both sides because we don't know how to drop that luggage. And just, you know, I'm not saying 
don't forget just to forget about it, but you have to leave a little peek when you give that new person some type of value, you know, some type of edge so they can step in and and see what they do, you know, see what they can. And, oh, you know, can can we, are we working on this together? If it's one-sided, no, and that comes with anything. If you're a partner, you're a partner. You're a partner when we broke. You're a partner when we got a little bit of something. Then you're a partner when we grow big, grow big and long together. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank and you I so appreciate, I appreciate your take, Reed. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's from someone with 30 years of marriage experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got a round of applause for Reed. Thank you, Reed. Uh, well, listeners, we're getting ready to wrap up. But before, Tamara, please give them your information if they want to get in talk, uh, contact with you via social media um, or any, any business endeavors you have. Yes. Yeah, so feel free to follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is my name. Uh, it's spelled T as in Taylor, A-M-A-R-A. And the first letter of my last name, which is H three one O. That's my birthday. Real creative, right? So <laughs> that's my ID handle. Please feel free to follow me there. I believe my Facebook page is private, um, so I'm not sure you guys will be able to, to find me there. But definitely find me on IG. I am there all the time, forever posting, dropping great gems. Um, so this has been so much fun, Alan. I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to come on tonight. And, um, yeah. Thank you, ma'am. I'm definitely going to have to um, have you come back, definitely, um, especially with this topic because it's, it's a lot that we could do with this. But I definitely appreciate you being on here for Episode 3 of She Said What. <laughs> Guys, it has been an amazing win. Uh, Wednesday, as you know, I'm your host, Alan M. Newman, Jr. If you want to re-listen to this broadcast, you can go on to hesaidwhatnetwork.com, scroll to the right, and you'll be able to see that. Um, also, for our entrepreneurs, if you're interested, you can inquire about an ad at ads at hesaidwhatnetwork.com. Of course, if you want to search, uh, follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Alan M. Newman, Jr. or at Newman's Hot Takes. And you can follow me on Facebook, where it is actually open to the public, at Alan M. Newman, Jr. Looking forward to talking to you guys on next Wednesday. We have another amazing topic that is going to have you guys uh, perked up and excited. I want to thank the fellas for tap, uh, tapping in and Reed for actually dropping in their knowledge and their um, questions as well. So, like I said, without further ado, I am your host, Alan M. Newman, Jr. You guys be Great today. If I can leave three things for you to chew on for the rest of this week, be confident, be consistent, and be committed in everything that you do. Have a wonderful evening, and thank you for being a part of She Said What?
you for supporting the He Said What radio network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now. 